Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarcasm Speaks, Jared Bob here coming at you uh, on a Sunday. Uh, finally have some decent games. Oh, Slate um, sucks. <laughs> Ter- terrible Slate. <laughs> yeah, contrary to the narrative, um, the games are at least close, right? Like nope. some of these have been like nope. shitty teams. Slate sucks. Like Green Bay, uh, Denver are two shitty teams, but it's a close game, mm, right? Slate blows. <laughs> Seattle, Arizona, shitty game. I mean, it's a 10 point ga- <clears throat> shitty teams. It's a 10 point game, but it hasn't felt like it's been out of reach for either side. So, uh, as I say that Josh Dobbs takes a sack on fourth down with a minute left. So that game's over, uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah. Um, I wanted to avoid talking about fantasy, but I got to just put it out there. If anyone like, else is which, listening, which, which one of your guys got hurt now? Uh, not necessarily got hurt, but in my Yahoo league that I'm in with uh, my buddy, Neil, I have Bijan Robinson on my team. What did he have? Did he have the sniffles or did he have a headache yeah, today? Uh, allegedly he had the sniffles. So he played snaps during the game. The The first half, he was on the field for six snaps. Uh, in the second half, I think he might've been on the field for like maybe the same six or seven snaps. And they asked Arthur Smith at halftime is the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons for anyone out there that doesn't know football. Um, and he said, Oh yeah, he's, uh, he's not feeling too good today. However, he was on the field for some of the plays to be a pass protector. So he's out there throwing blocks and I think he might've ran a route or two like, and just didn't get the ball passed to him. And then with like a minute and a half left in the game, they gave him the ball. They put him on the field and they gave him one single carry and he got three yards. And then they took him out of the game. Yeah, so, so it, doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? I smell bullshit. But like, okay, so because I've seen a lot of people bitching about this today. Like a lot of people are like accusing the Falcons of hiding an injury and like not putting him on the report. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out outside of your uh, outside to, to the general you. Outside of your fantasy team and taking player props on the guy, what do you re- like? Why are these like? Why? What are you so mad about? It's and again, it's fantasy and player prop driven, right? Or if someone were actually an Atlanta Falcons fan, I'd be it, pissed if I was a Falcons fan. But the fucking be... the Detroit Lions fan that I saw looking for an internal NFL investigation doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense. <laughs> like the amount of hatred. I would have for Arthur Smith if I were a Falcons fan would be otherworldly because they drafted Bijan Robinson with the eighth overall pick in the draft this year. They drafted Drake London with the fifth overall pick. The I, don't year be- was, I don't know if he was that high. The year before? Fifth overall seems high for him. Um. I can find out really that, quick. Because that was what, 2022? Yeah, it was he was a rookie last year, wasn't he? Yeah. So 2022 wasn't what receivers came out. Drake London could not have been the first receiver to go. He was the eighth pick. So he was also the eighth pick. So they had back-to-back picks at number eight. So maybe it was Kyle Pitts. Was the fifth was four. Overall. He was fourth overall. Yeah, so he was fourth overall. So three years in a row. In 2021, they had the fourth overall pick. They took Kyle Pitts. 2022, they had number eight. They took Drake London. 2023, they had number eight. They took Bijan Robinson. They have three studs at their position. And they just don't give them the ball. They have Kyle Pitts, who his rookie year was a fucking monster. 
And then I think Arthur Smith wasn't the coach that year, right? He came in last year. Oh, his rookie year. I don't think it, I don't think he was still there as rookie year. Yeah. So Arthur Smith was the coach last year. And he just didn't play him. They didn't run, they didn't throw the ball at all last year. And now this year, they play Janu Smith, who couldn't fucking cut it from the Patriots. He couldn't hack it on the Patriots. I think we traded him for a seventh round pick. We gave him to Atlanta for a seventh round pick. They play him more than they play Kyle Pitts. All right. So Arthur Smith at this is Arthur Smith's third year. So he's had okay. Pitts the whole time. Okay. And then he was with the the Titans since 2011. He was doing offensive assistant, assistant tight ends, tight ends, OC, etc. So it's one of those things too, where you know, coming from the Titans, when he was there, they were known for just pounding the ball with Derrick Henry, right? It's like Derrick Henry literally run him into the ground because he's a fucking monster of a human being and just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, play action with Ryan Tannehill and just, you know, fucking make some plays there. Um, and they actually involved their tight end pretty, pretty well in uh, Tennessee because it was John Smith. Yeah. So <laughs> the only, the only thing in th- this is like, so just to comment on John Smith specifically, he was like his ceiling was like whatever 45 catches 500 yards and then touchdowns could be variable right he was never going to roll into new england and get 800 yards oh no 65 no. 70 catches he was never going to beat gronk like no right. fucking way right now they still did not figure out how to use him in any way shape or form Nope. Nor were Patriots fans' expectations of him even remotely realistic. Because he actually came close his first year. Like he he like his first year here in, in, in New England, I think he had a pretty average year for himself. Like yeah, it, wasn't I think his, so. it wasn't his worst year, but it wasn't his best year. It was like right in the middle. And everyone's like, oh, this guy sucks. And I'm like, well, it's not that he sucks, it's they're not using them the way that they need to use them. Right. Which they're currently doing with Mike Gesicki, but. Right. Outside of this game, whatever. This is about John. This is about fucking Falcons. So going into this draft, not again, I'm not a Falcons fan. I don't pretend to be, but the, the talk was going into this draft, the Falcons needed offensive line help. They needed a quarterback. They needed something. Right. They did not need a running back because last year, Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier, and who was the other guy? Caleb Reynolds, I think, was some, was the other running back. Don't even know. Was decent. Like the between the three of them, they were pretty good. Like Tyler Algier, I think in the second half of last year, had a pretty good season. Like again, we're talking only half of a season, but I think he was a rookie last year. So the first half of last year, they didn't really use him that much. And then by the second half of the season, he was he was decent, right? Like he wasn't wasn't like blowing the doors off, but he wasn't a scrub either. So you got Tyler Algier, who's talented. You had Cordero Patterson, who was playing well last year and the year before. And then you had that guy Caleb Reynolds, who would they would mix in and he was good too. He was like a pass catching back. He was like your third down guy. So with the eighth overall pick in the draft this year, they take arguably the most talented running back to come out of the draft since Ezekiel Elliott, right? Like this guy is a fucking stud. Bijan Robinson is an absolute fucking stud. And they don't use him. They don't play him. He has not had more than 15 carries in a game. And today, he saw the field for, I think, 12 snaps. 12 snaps total. And he touched the ball once. So, work with me here, right? Obviously, if I was that offensive coordinator, I would be trying to find ways to get him involved, even if it doesn't like work. But... 
he is a rookie at Texas. I don't know what he was asked to do. Like, I don't know if he can be in there on third down. Like, I assume he can't or else he would. You would in the NFL, you would think. Like, I don't know if he knows how to pick up protection and slide and block. Like, I don't know if he knows how to do anything. Yeah, I don't know. And truthfully, again, I'm not a Falcons fan. I don't watch a lot of Falcons games. Um, I just see what's on red zone. Like, I don't know. Because I know that was the knock on Jameer Gibbs. Because everyone's flipping out that Detroit basically did the same thing. They drafted Jameer Gibbs with the 12th overall pick. And he fucking sits on the bench. But... It's because I know for a fact, because I saw there was a podcast, they put it on Twitter um, that I think it was Austin Eckler. He has his own podcast and he was talking about how like, well, you know, he was breaking down some plays with Jameer Gibbs and saying like, look at this, look at that. Like he's got to work on his pass protection and his blitz pickup and things like this. So like he's a rookie, he's young, he'll get there. But like right now, this is why. So like people actually kind of had a reason and they were like understanding of, they weren't happy about it, but like Austin Eckler, who's a good running back in the NFL, one of the best, um, like broke down why the Lions weren't particularly fond of using Jameer Gibbs as much as, you know, fantasy fans want wanted them to. But there's, I don't know of a reason why Bijan doesn't see the field. Well, in going into this week, Obviously, again, you would argue like he should get more. But again, I'm just assuming that if say he was averaging, I don't know, 25 snaps on offense and maybe getting 12 carries out of it. I'm guessing that's just because he's still learning how to be an NFL running back. And especially when they're that athletic. They don't really have to learn anything because they're just better athletes than everybody else. It's like it took it took Reggie Bush a while to figure out how to actually run the ball. He was great at catching it right away. Right. He could run routes. He could beat people. He could return kick. Like he could do all of that. But especially when he started with the Saints, he did not carry the ball much because he I don't think he knew how to. Right. Because that's the, the other thing, too, is in the NFL, <laughs> you don't get to miss a gap dance around and outrun people doesn't happen you get blown up in the backfield exactly so like that's some of the shit with like because i i know where i know where a lot of the hate comes from the hate comes from the fantasy perspective people drafted the guy or people expect the guy to be good and it's like why don't use him 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 it's like because this is this isn't this isn't just a fantasy roster this is the fucking nfl like you need to know how to do these things like even when they said, even when the Patriots talked about Zeke coming over here, it's like, oh, Zeke's a good pass protector. That's going to be part of the reason why they chose him over Dalvin Cook. And it's like that shit matters, especially when you know your offensive line fucking sucks ass, which is relevant in Atlanta and New England. Yeah. But so going into this game, I don't know. I don't know why. Again, he still could be learning. I don't know. The so, only. Uh, Go ahead. So when he gets the ball, he's fucking good. Right. So, but, so that's, first... not, but that's not what it's about, though, because it's it's with a running back and a rookie. It's not about with the ball in their hands. I know I, I know I use an example of like hitting gaps, blah, blah, blah. It's more so about the pass protection. If they audible down, they check down, because if they check down from a run to him, does he know what the fuck to do? Right. Because if he doesn't. He's going to fucking get his quarterback killed. And right. that's the type, like, it's it's that type of stuff. But, yeah, so I'm like, I, again, I, I use just a generic example of, like, not knowing how to run the ball. Um, dude, I've seen him. Like, he, he he's good. He makes people miss, and he runs yeah. the ball well. Like, it ha- like that's fine. Um, I'm sure there are times where he might do some goofy shit, but, like, there are also times where the fucking offensive linemen don't even do anything. So, like... Someone has to suck at their job at some point. <laughs> um, but um, where the fuck? Mm, I forgot where I was going. I know where. I know where. I ultimately, I want to go. Because ultimately, what I wanted to go back to was if we just look at today, is it so implausible? 
that he woke up feeling like absolute dog shit and just kind of, you know, didn't have it. Stomach no. bug. No, it's not completely poisoning. implausible. Where'd they play? Did they play in Tampa? Uh, yes. On the road. Could be food relate. Like it could be anything, right? Yeah. And that's like the one thing that like the fantasy community and, you know, the, the betting community, they're like, they're going out on these limbs that it's like the Atlanta Falcons are maliciously not reporting an injury from him and like thus giving everyone bad info or something. Like I I don't know what they're trying to like, so yeah. he didn't pop up on an injury report anywhere. And it's like the coach said he doesn't feel too hot today. So what if he's telling the truth? It could be. It could be like there's it's there. He very well could be right. And I but, think, I think final injury reports come out Saturday at four. Yes. Could be wrong. So if he woke up today, not feeling so hot, well, there is no injury report. And if it is just like a stomach thing, well, let's make him active in case he feels fine. Yeah. Turns out he probably didn't feel fine. But a lot of times you'll see guys like uh, Rappaport or Schefter will get that report and they'll report on it. it. Happens all the time. There's like, oh, this guy woke up. He's not feeling great, but he's going to he's gonna give it a go and whatever. Like it, it happens all the time. It's pretty frequent. But my thing is I think there's like something else at play. Like I don't know what it is. I, I don't even know to speculate what it could be. But I think there's something else. I think it's a I think the illness is a cover-up. So like I don't I don't know. I don't know if he got into a fucking argument with one of the coaches because I think it's a Malcolm Butler situation. It could be. That's kind of what Malcolm. I'm getting at. I, I think it's more I think it's closer to Malcolm Butler than it is uh Paul Pierce pooped his pants, right? Like that's what I that's what I think. Because it's just, it's weird. It's weird that he was still in the game. He saw like 12 snaps and they gave him one carry at the end of the game when it was over. Like if he's not feeling good, like why? Why do that? What's the point? Right. It it comes to like, why did Malcolm Butler get that one snap on special teams in that Super Bowl? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It's like a fuck you. That's exactly what it is. Now, it's, a, it's a fuck you from the also, coaching staff to the player. And it makes a little bit of sense when it's Belichick that does it because it's like, oh, wow. Because Mal- immediately you go to, oh, shit, what, what did he do? He did something. Yeah. Malcolm Butler did something. What did he do? Well, Arthur Smith is a fucking boob. Yes. He literally might be too stupid to like I don't think so. I think he's, I think he's a conniving. But why did he play? Fuck. So why? But this is the. But why did he play at all? If he's only gonna, what? Did he, what did he get on offense? Twelve snaps. Twelve snaps. Yeah. One carry. Yeah. Who? Who is to gain from that? Right. That's what I mean. Why put him out there at all? If he's not feeling good, just keep him on the sideline. But on, but on the other hand, what's the like? What what point are they proving by playing him a little bit? If it's, Who knows? If you have to ask go, them if it's going the other way. <laughs> yeah, but I just think I, this is what I mean is I think Arthur Smith is fucking stupid because he's going like, oh well, we're gonna put him out like, dude. Okay, so I'm trying to think of like what a stupid football coach would think, right? And I'm not a co- football coach, so I can only pretend. But it's almost like. Well, he's on the injury reports. We might as well make him active. And he can go, he can go. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, we're not going to really feature him because he's kind of sick, kind of feels like shit. But like, let's put him out there anyway to make him think. And it's like, let's put him out on the field as a a decoy. And it's like, if we give him some snaps, then they'll think that like when he goes in, like he might be like something like, like that's what I I figure a bad football coach would do. But if it's Andy Reid or Mike Tomlin or Belichick, and it's like, listen, if we're not playing this guy, we're not playing this guy, period, done. Right. Right. Doug Peterson. Like if he if he can't go, he can't go. 
And if he can kind of go, he sits on the fucking sideline. That's it. Or he gets some run in the first quarter. And then if we decide that he's done, then he's fucking done. He goes to the medical tent and then he goes in questionable to return. Right. Right. Like that's how I think an intelligent team would handle it. I'm not ruling out. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm also not ruling out that Arthur Smith can't figure that part out. Yeah. I'm thinking just based on like his appearance and how he's acted before, like, oh, well, maybe we can use him as, again. Maybe we can trick the other team. It's yeah. like, no, the other team will pick up on the idea that he's barely playing too. Especially when you when you trot him out there for like, you know, halfway through the first, he hasn't played a snap yet. And then you don't give him the ball. And you don't give him the ball again. It's like, okay, what, something's weird here. Like, just forget about him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so stat-wise, he's carried the ball more than 14 times once all season. In week two, he had 19 carries for 124 yards, <laughs> which is an average of six and a half yards per carry. And then in that game, he had he caught four of five targets for 48 yards for an average of 12 yards per catch. Yeah, I mean, a separate conversation, I, I would genuinely like, why don't you give him the ball more? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, against I, the Lions, who are admittedly a good run defense, um, he only carried the ball 10 times for 33 yards, but he caught four passes for 27 yards. So he only averaged three and a half, 3.3 yards rushing, but he averaged 6.8 yards per catch. So like throw him the ball, just throw him a couple screens, throw him a flat, throw him a five yard out, run him on a, well, a dig so across the middle of the field. The like only just thing get though, him the ball. asking him, asking the run routes question though, that re that relies on that shitty quarterback to figure it out. Well, yeah. And then in when he played Jacksonville, th this was in London, but he had 14 carries for 105 yards. Again, seven and a half yards a carry, and then caught five balls for 32 yards for 6.4 yards per catch. So, like, when he catches the ball, he catches the ball and gets at least six yards every time he catches the ball. And then last week, again, against the Redskins, right, who are a good run defense. He only carried 13 times for 37 yards. So an average of 2.8 a carry, but he caught five balls for 43 yards for an average of 8.6 yards per catch. I don't know what makes me, I, I don't know what keeps bringing me back to it. I just want, I, I, I want to think he's not right. I don't know why. Like, I don't know. I, so the only thing, again, it's like, I don't want to pull a conspiracy theory, like tinfoil hat, like, I don't know why he's not right. I'm not saying he's hurt and they're withholding info from the league and they're not disclosing injury news. Cause usually it goes the other way. They put everybody on the report and then, you know, right, right. That's the thing. Like back. someone's on for a fucking hangnail. Yeah. And they call it, you know, turf toe, but yeah. Yeah. Turf toe questionable. Um, Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. And that that's what it comes down because I've seen it and people are bitching about it. And I get it. You took his over prop and you took his over receptions and now you're going to lose your bet because he didn't actually play. Understood. But I just think people want more based on their fantasy loss or their prop loss. Because also, like, what if one of the beat writers had this? Like, we no, no one has looked into that. No one, like, because I, I don't know any Atlanta Falcons beat writers. I'm not looking into that. Right. What if one of them said, like, hey, you know, just expect uh, a little bit more Algier on Sunday and a little bit less Robinson. Now, they would have to expound on that because if it's a reporter, it's like, oh, really? What, what makes you think that? Yeah. Just a hunch. Nope. Who said that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. We'll see. Because this is the thing, though. If he carries the ball 14 times next week and has five catches, no one gives a shit. It's back to normal. Right. Yeah, and then it's a, what's the deal? 
what, also, what when, was when did they play in london did they come back this week or, they, or were they uh, there weeks ago two two three weeks ago okay so that's definitely not an excuse yeah i think this is their third game after london yeah it's just weird right and i know like yeah sure like i led the whole thing that he's on my fantasy team but like that fantasy team is fucking dust at this point anyway um so it's not really that i i care because of that it's more of like just the story in and of itself and like again if i were an atlanta falcons fan i would be ripping my fucking hair out every week because well they finally have started to involve kyle pitts but again in the offense i think he had a pretty solid day today um but yeah man like to have three studs like Kyle Pitts, Drake London and Bijan Robinson and like just not be able to figure it out then i don't know if that again goes back to what you said Arthur Smith is just a fucking loser and he's an idiot because he decided to go with Marcus Mariota last year and Desmond Ritter this year right but I also, I'm also curious. This is another thing. So in New England, we're spoiled where the coach and the GM are the same guy. They make the, the they they make the decisions. Um, I don't know what that disconnect is. Potential potential disconnect. Yeah. But you know, because you know what's funny, it actually reminds me of DeAndre Swift, right? So he was yeah. shipped out of Detroit. Detroit. He was a first round. He was either a first round or a second round pick. I don't remember which one. Yeah, it was a late first, early second. Nah, early he second went. because he went after Sony Michelle. No, 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 no. They, 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 he replaced Sony Michelle at Georgia. He was, he was drafted later. Oh. His rookie year was 2020. Okay, so yeah, he he was a second rounder though. Okay, but either way, he was drafted to be. He was drafted high to be like a player, like like he was gonna be a running back, whatever. Well, here you go. As a rookie, thirteen games, one hundred and fourteen attempts. That's less than ten a game. Yeah. Second year, thirteen games, one hundred and fifty-one. We're at like eleven and change. I don't think it's quite twelve attempts a game. Fourteen games. 100 carries like it's a nut like another thing they just didn't give him the ball yeah but then he averages what looks like four catches a game five catches a game four catches a game when he was in and this is just when he was in detroit this year is uh we're not doing this year yet because he's probably gonna actually be like a running back yeah yeah he's got 86 carries through six games yeah, so I don't I don't know what happens with that. Like I just I don't know what goes on. I just I don't know enough about football and like outside of just being like a fan and being like more informed than most, but I'm not nearly as informed as a former player. Right. Or a, or right. a good reporter. Right. Like not like fucking Toucher or Rich or something, fuck them. But like <laughs> Matt Chatham, former player, reporter, like knows what the hell he's talking about. Zolak knows what he's talking about. Former player, broadcaster. Exactly. But even, yeah. even like Phil Perry generally has a pretty good grasp on what the fuck is happening. Greg Bedard, pretty good grasp on what the fuck is happening. Ben Volan, clown. Like, <laughs> um, so like, that's the thing is I don't know all the responsibilities. Like it could even be. Like in that, and like I know they say running back is hard to make the jump. And don't get me wrong, like I I completely understand that the athletic freak is going to have more trouble adjusting right away. Um, because they're saying that right now with Caleb Williams and Shador Sanders. They're like, listen, Caleb Williams is number one. Period. Done. Like, yep. do not get me wrong. But they're saying that Shador Sanders might not be as far off as some people think because he has no protection. His weapons aren't as good. Yeah. He has to actually think, decide, react, play football. Right. Much more than Caleb Williams does right now. Right. 
It's the it's the whole like Jim Murray talks about uh, never drafted Alabama quarterback, right? Because the Alabama quarterbacks, I mean, until Jalen Hurts, have all sucked and blown because the talent around them has been otherworldly, right? Like yeah. you had at on the same roster, you had Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and. I don't, I, don't I, think, all, I don't think I don't Henry think all Ruggs three was there yet. So I think no 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 I think it was I think there was a year of Jones and Cooper and then I think there Ridley was, a year, was there. And then there was a year of Cooper and Ridley I think. Okay. Well, I, if Ridley was there, he might have been a freshman or a redshirt. Something like that. Like I don't think he Because they so, did they did overlap. I think. So I think that's probably correct. I don't know if he like redshirted or was a freshman or didn't really like see the field much. Yeah. But I was going to say like Julio Jones <clears throat> way back. Like he was drafted in 2011. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like he's Ridley old, was drafted later than that. Yeah, so you had Ridley, Cooper, and Jones, and then you had um, Ridley later on was there as a senior with. Uh, I, I think he was. I think that was the national title team. Was Ridley drafted in 2018? Does that sound right? Yes, I think so. That means he didn't cross right. over. He didn't cross over with Julio Jones then. Okay. I think Cooper bridged. Cooper that. was the bridge, but like Kenyon Drake was there. It like the, yeah. dude, people were there. Yeah, never mind the running backs. Forget that. Oh my god! And some of the tight ends, like OJ Howard, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like Calvin Ridley, I think he was on that national title team that beat Georgia back in the 2017 season, and that was the Devonte Smith freshman year. Yep. Waddle was on the team, but I don't, I don't know if he did much. Um. There was also like Robert Foster, like he played for them and he was like quite good in college and college only. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the point stands like if you. And like, we'll we'll see what CJ Stroud is, but like oh, take Jerry Ohio- Judy. So, yeah. So they had in 2018, that team was Devonte Smith, Jerry Judy, Irv Smith Jr. at tight end, Jalen Waddell. Henry Ruggs and Damian Harris was the running back with, I, not, I, with Najee Harris and Josh Jacobs. Oh, and Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you right now, like of the names you just mentioned, a bunch of them did not even fucking see the field either. No, they all did. Fucking... Devontae Smith was the worst one that year. So Devontae Smith, I'm looking at their stats from 2018. Devontae Smith had. No, no, no. 20, 40... I, need, you need, I need 2017. Uh, 2017 on. was the year they won the national title. 2018 they lost to Clemson. No, this is 2018. They beat Georgia 35 to 28. Calendar year 2018, not the 18 season. Do you know so what I'm talking the, about? Yeah. So, so I, seven. I, I had to do this at work the other day too. The 17 season, they beat Clemson in the semifinal, and then they beat Georgia in overtime. Yes. Okay, because they won back-to-back years. They won 17 and 18. Oh, they beat Clemson in 18? Yeah, according to Wikipedia. No, they lost. No, they lost. They lost 44 to 16 to Clemson. Yeah, that was Trevor Lawrence's national title. Yeah, so the year prior is 2017. Let me get those those stats. Um, Yeah, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy. Cam Sims, Robert Foster, Josh Jacobs, Irv Robert Smith, Foster. Henry Ruggs, Damian Harris, Bo Scarborough. Oh, Na- Bo is still there. Najee Harris. Um, I bet you Robinson was on the team. He just didn't fucking see. Yeah, Brian, Brian Robinson Jr. He was on the team. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's, a, that's always been the knock against... Alabama quarterbacks, right? Well, is that... think about so think about Ohio State quarterbacks. It's right. the same thing, same idea. Crazy town around them, crazy good lines, crazy. Cardale Jones, um, Dwayne Haskins, R.I.P. Yep. Yeah, J.T. Daniels. Who was the guy that converted to uh, Braxton uh, Miller? Receiver, Braxton Miller. Yeah, there was another one Ty going R- way back. Was not Tyrod Taylor. Oh, you know, Troy Terrell Smith. Pryor. That's who it was. Terrell no, it was Pryor. Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. That's who it was. He played for the Browns. Yeah, Terrell he Pryor, actually, he, he actually figured it out at one point. Yeah, yeah. 
Browns, Raiders, Redskins. So, yeah, I mean, same deal, right? It's that these quarterbacks don't really have to. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see how Stroud is. I mean, Stroud could be good. Yeah, but if you lump in all of those other quarterbacks with all of the success that they had in college, Stroud's like the one right now. Right. And Barrow doesn't count. Barrow left. He went to LSU. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's another one. Yeah. Actually, although they no, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's not another one. They can't get a quarterback normally. No, they have everything. They have but. every other position, every other position, depth all the way through, and they cannot fucking figure out a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um. All right. Well. I guess that's enough of football talk. But before we get into more uh, other shit, we do have a loser lap to take again because we had another death uh, the other day, and it was Burt Young uh, who died. Who some of you might know him as Polly from, from Rocky. The, Ro- the Rocky movies. So Burt Young, I forget was he eighty one or eighty two, something like know. that. I forget what I saw in the headline, but uh, he was in his eighties. He died another swing and a miss by us. So like I said, we're we're even here. We're fair. We celebrate our wins when we celebrate our losses too. <laughs> the funny thing is too, it's like we would have so many losses. It's just like so many fucking people die. Oh yeah. Yeah, it really makes you think, right? Like doing the death pool like really makes you like think how many people die in a fucking year. Like famous people too, because right? Because well, yeah, it's statistically, only famous people. Yeah, I'm not picking statistically. Yes, Edith, hundreds, Edith from the fucking yeah. retirement home. <laughs> hundreds of millions of people die every year. Like that. That is a statistic, right? Like that's a fact. Uh, if not, no, not not billions, but hundreds of millions, right? Um, hundreds of millions of people die every year. So obviously, yes, but famous people die a lot. <laughs> There, there are a lot of that because we've got what eight billion people in the world, something like that. Too many. Yeah, too many. Too many people. Let's see, I feel like we did this during the whole COVID thing because we were like, "How many people died in a year?" Yeah, trying to diminish. versus like, "How many people died now?" And it's like, "Whoa, that's weird." Seems like the same. <laughs> Seems like the same amount. Yeah, or it's like, well, the increase is 0.01%. Yeah, yeah, statistically insignificant. Um, yeah, this is just giving me like comparisons of like, in this year to this year, there's this, however many people, there's 134 million babies born in 2022. Like, I don't really give a shit. So, whatever. Um, <clears throat> what else we got here? Uh, oh, um, I was going to use this for a final thought, but I'll, I'll bring it up now and I'll use something else for my final thought. Um, I heard this on Zolak and, and Bertrand the other day, shout out to, uh, 985 sports Hub, local sports talk radio here in new England. Um, <laughs> they were talking about as they usually do the like just random shit. And one of the things that came up was what is every per like white person, right. Love to do around this time of year. Uh, apple picking leaf peeping leaf peeping. Yep. You nailed it. So white people from all over the country, actually people drive here and fly here. It's amazing to look at fucking leaves. That's the sickening thing. Be a different color. This is a real thing that I found out that people actually legitimately do this. They will pay money for a flight to fly all the way to New England to look at leaves that aren't green. Wow. Look at those leaves that aren't green. Isn't that beautiful? Well, as I found out the other day on Zoe and Beetle, um, all of the rain that we've had recently is ruining the foliage this year. Yes. <laughs> because we've had a lot of rain. I think we had a ton of rain in the Dude, month of September. Crazy rain. Into October. 
Um, uh, dude, I think it was, I'm fairly certain it was July. It was August. It was September because we get, um, I get reports every month from my golf course. Mm-hmm. Oh, like how I mean, much rain we're, we're member owned. So part of the superintendent report is, you know, we, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I got going on. This is what right. I'm working on. And then he includes like when it's notable, uh, July was lowest. I want to say July was the lowest amount of water usage that we've had on record of him being here. (laughs) And then I want to say August was the second lowest water usage. Only surpassed by july (laughs) (laughs) yeah it rained that much it was something crazy like that and then compared to last year oh yeah we had the drought yeah yeah it was like this was the highest usage ever (laughs) (laughs) so between the the rain over the summer but i think it's more so to do with the rain we've had over the last month um, because there's been a ton of rain it hasn't stopped dude it's it's been it's been constant so because uh, actually, I know you I know you haven't been working since yeah. September, but now what you have to do every Monday, actually, maybe you should, you know, text in or something just to get in on this. You have to you have to bitch about the how it rains every Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. God, I just feel like it rains every Saturday. Yeah. Oh, all my weekends are ruined. Oh, you know, just, you know, someone has come in. You know how someone has come in and said this every Saturday since july yeah yep june yep yep so because of all the rain the trees are staying greener longer right so what's happening is i mean the weather has been decent too but then with all the rain plus like the quick drop in temperatures What's happening is the leaves just falling off green. are just falling off. Oh, let's go. Or like they may change color over like a day or two and then fall off. So like what used to take, call it six weeks, is now taking like a week and a half or to two weeks, right? Because they've just, they, like, because everything is very well hydrated. It's very well watered. Like everything is nice and green and lush. And then the cold temperatures come along but it's still raining and they're like, well, there's nothing we can do. So they did a whole segment on, uh, on the midday show of how, uh, how, how, how awful it was (laughs) obviously tongue in cheek, um, (laughs) that the foliage this year is ruined because of all the rain, which honestly makes me kind of (laughs) happy. Yeah. I'm down for that. (laughs) I really am. Yeah. Yep. Although, in fairness, now I don't know. Again, I didn't fly anywhere. I did drive from Easton to Haverhill on 495 on Friday. There's plenty of foliage. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I played golf up there. Plenty of foliage. Don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I have noticed a lot of green at Sharon Country Club. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I I don't know if it's the whole like the window has shortened or what. I love that. Yeah. Because it's just stayed green longer. I would actually I would find it hysterical if we moved into a pattern where it's like the leaves just like didn't change. Because people <laughs> like think that's like an asset to this area. Yeah. Like who gives a fuck? Who wants in like so, so let's take it to the extreme. Kangamangas Highway. I haven't driven that in fucking years. years, years but it's a yes. death trap, right? It is, yeah. It's an absolute death trap. Is it even guarded on like the side? Uh, I think some sections might not be. <laughs> so people- Although at this point, they might be. I mean, probably well, 20, 25 years ago that they weren't, but <laughs> they probably are now. So it's again, it's been a long time since I've driven that, but like you're telling me that you're going to fly to this area. You're going to rent a car. You're going to sit in traffic on the fucking Kangamangas just so you can go fucking look at leaves. Yeah, because that's the other thing too. Like if you if you want to come here to look at leaves, 
you're going to fly into Boston? Like, are you where are you going to fly into Manchester from where? Like, how the fuck are you going to fly into Manchester? I think Burlington's an international. Okay. Yeah. You can so when, fly into Burlington. Like when, Vermont. Um, That's fair. That's a fair point. I when, didn't honestly, I forgot Vermont was a state. <laughs> I mean, the only the, honestly, the only reason I could throw out that info is some of Michaela's cousins flew direct to into Burlington. Burlington. Okay. But like there's no airport in like there is an airport in Concord, but it's not it's not one that you can fucking yeah, doesn't, just isn't the same like doesn't like Lebanon have a fucking airport, yeah, but it's like yeah, it's like it's like Mansfield. It's like Mansfield Airport. That's the, like the Norwood. Yeah, it's the equivalent. Yeah, the Norwood yeah. Airport, I think, is probably the, the biggest, equivalent to the one that's in Concord. The most dangerous thing about the Norwood Airport is that an air, a fucking golf ball might hit your propeller and knock you down. Yeah. Shout out to Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, so you're going to say you fly into Burlington. Okay, fine. That's, that's fair. But like, are some people going to fly into Boston and then drive to fucking New Hampshire? Yep. And it's one of those weird things where like, we've talked about it before that our perception of distance is skewed because you can drive for three hours and hit four different states. Or if you live in Colorado, you can drive for three hours and you're not even yeah, close to yeah. the edge of Colorado. Yeah. Colorado is probably <laughs> what, eight, nine hours to get across. Yeah. Yeah. So like if someone's going to fly. I think Oklahoma is seven. Across. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. With the panhandle. Yeah. I think so. So it's like, if someone's going to fly here from Oklahoma to look at leaves and then they fly into Boston and have to drive three hours to New Hampshire, like they're probably like, oh, that's easy. It's only three hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, Michaela and I were talking about that because like when we like when Jones chooses to drive like to some of these places, it's like, oh, it's really far to drive. And it's like, yeah, but he's eight hours closer than we are. Yeah. It's really not right that bad. Right. And like in the Midwest, if you're a Midwest person coming up this way, they'll drive 12 hours on a whim. Like they don't they they, they drive everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They probably have to, but <laughs> well, it's six hours just to get to the closest airport, so we may as well just drive the other four. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Or it's like six hours in the wrong direction. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I guess. Like, like, I like, like, I know Iowa probably like Iowa has cities, but like, it, like, can you fly direct from Iowa to like, say, like? anywhere you want probably not probably not like maybe des moines you could but like but you, still man I, th- I still think like very close to des moines like if you wanted to get to from iowa to like mississippi you're probably just gonna drive because <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i mean from des moines to memphis like is that gonna be a route that like <laughs> they actually employ people for yeah. Yeah. I mean, what is that probably? And I don't like even know what that is on a map. 75, I-75 or something weird like that. You, We're talking routes and we're talking about the fucking interstates between fucking Iowa and Mississippi. <laughs> Do you have any idea if that's even remotely correct? I, I don't. I think so. Does 90, does 93 go into fucking Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So I don't know why I know this. Again, this is more like stupid bullshit that I know that. I don't know why that I know. So the odd on a highway system, the odd numbers go north to south and the even numbers go east to west. And if you look at a map of all of the um, major highways in the United States, they start in California, which everyone knows the PCH, right? The five, the I-5. And then it starts at five, which would be effectively zero. And then it goes up across the country. So it's like the five is in California into like Oregon and Washington. The 15 is in like Nevada and fucking Idaho. The 25 is in like Colorado, 35, 45, 55, all the way to you get over to route 95, which goes from Maine to Florida. I figured it out. 
the the major route you would be taking is 55. So 55. Yeah, I was close. Once you get it, you got to so you got to take like smaller routes to get into St. Louis. And then it's 55 down through Memphis to Jackson, Mississippi. It's 12 hours. <laughs> Dude, or, no, honestly, or, that's not awful. Or 12 days walking. <laughs> yeah, so if you live in Quincy, Illinois, right, which is on the Mississippi River, uh, it is very far from Chicago. It is very far. I think your closest major city is St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, maybe Indy. Wait, I don't know where I don't know where the Mississippi River is. Just Google uh, Quincy, Illinois. So, if you live in Quincy, Illinois, it might just be fucking. Oh, I see it. It's on the route. It's on the route yeah. from Iowa. Yeah, that's to... what I mean. <laughs> it might just be all the same to you to just drive to Mississippi. Right, because like you're gonna have to drive to St. Louis to what take a two hour flight ish. Like, why not just keep driving the whole way and save yourself yeah. the money? Well, there's always like, save the plane ticket. Well, that's a, I think that that's the thing is depend. It always depends on it depends on the number. Sometimes it depends on the cost. Like, I think we might get lucky because we think it's so like we think flying is so expensive, so expensive, so expensive. Like. Dude, if you're in Idaho and you need to get to like Wisconsin, that cannot be a cheap, a popular, or an easy yeah. flight. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Like, like we, from Idaho, we live, we live in like a hotbed area. Yeah. Right. If you live in we did this before when we talked about Montana, right? We were like, you might be able to fly into Bozeman. And that's probably it. Well, so Billings, like Billings or Bozeman, like Joel Damon and his caddy are both from Idaho. And it's fucking, it's fucking crazy what he does. He drives from at like four in the morning. He drives from, I think he rents a car in wherever the fuck Idaho drives at four in the morning to Spokane. And then generally always goes from Spokane to Chicago. And then usually has to get to wherever he needs to get to from there. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that that airport is four hours away from him. Yeah. And that's the easiest way for him to fly around the country. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're certainly spoiled. With we the have part of, the part of the country that we live in. Where I live, because your, your, your number is skewed. Now, I mean, factoring in traffic, I can go 45 minutes north and I can get to Boston. I can go 45 minutes south and I can get to fucking Providence. Now, Providence is a small airport, so you can't always do that. Right. I I have like a choice. (laughs) 45 minutes either way. Yeah. Now, it should only be 20 going one way, but hey, you know, you can't win them all, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's like it should only take me 20 minutes to get to Providence, but. It probably takes at least thirty had to, to drive forty. To fucking Providence today. That was sh- fuck. That fucking sucked. Yeah. For no reason. Like, why on a Sunday? Like, and it's Providence. You're not Boston. Why the fuck? What What the fuck do you get off being so damn popular? Yeah. That's stupid. Fuck. Is that so, why you had Zolak on in the car? Yeah. I wasn't sure if we were actually going somewhere, or you just prefer the radio broadcast to the fucking bums on TV. I wouldn't be able to do it because the oh, timing with the would be streaming. off. Yeah, the streaming service, timing the timing's delayed. The radio is like live. Yeah, that's true. Um. All right, what do we got here? Do you want to wrap this up? We can wrap this up. All right. Um. So I did something, got a little creative. I made carbonara the other day, but I did Ooh. not use pasta. Whoa. I used potatoes. <laughs> you crazy son of a bitch. So <laughs> roasted some potatoes, cooked up some chicken sausage, mixed the potatoes in with the chicken sausage, made my carbonara-like mix, 
mixed it all around. Same process. I just didn't use pancetta or guanciale and didn't use pasta. I think there's something there. All right. Probably. I mean, I mean, I'll, I get dude. I carbonara mean, if, is good. Like it is I mean, objectively good. And it's like they it comes out just like cheesy potatoes. Which where where where's the issue there? Right. I've never right. heard of a fucking cheesy potato that's uh been bad. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. Queso and undercooked potatoes is is nasty, but yeah. that's also that's also <laughs> like a serial killer meal. Yeah. <laughs> you have toilet wine with that. <laughs> that. That's the wine pairing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's toilet wine. I call this one Kohler. Yeah. <laughs> We're out of American standard. Um <laughs> So yeah, I just um I was uh I'm applauding my own creativity and appropriating people's culture. This actually yeah, but I am Italian, so I can do whatever I want, right? I or think you so. may or is it or did I appropriate the Irish by Italianizing their their meal? Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> I did see a meme the other day that it was like mashed potatoes <laughs> are just Irish guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, credit to myself for being a phenomenal cook, but it does double back to like when we were talking about like cooking versus baking. Yeah. Like, like you have the creativity to like do you can't you have the freedom do to do that. Yeah, you can do that when you cook. Because again, it's like what a carbonara should be per recipe. It's usually like quarter pound of guanciale and a pound of pasta and two eggs with half a cup of Parmesan, half a cup of Pecorino, mix that in with the egg, black pepper, put the guanciale in the pan cold, let the fat render out, cook the pasta, put the pasta in, add a ladle of water. Like that's how it's done traditionally. But if you don't follow those rules, you can still make a very good thing. Right. Or you can take all of it away except for like the essence of the carbonara, which is the egg cheese mixture or whatever. And make whatever you want with it. Yeah. So credit to cooking and fuck baking. <laughs> but credit to myself and cooking. Yes. Cooking being the general theme. Because any idiot can do what I did. But credit to cooking, credit to myself, and fuck baking. Yes. Agreed. Um, all right. So my final thought is um so amy and i watched a movie the other night uh on netflix called old dads and it was pretty fucking good have you seen it no so it's relatively new i don't uh, i don't know if it came out this year or in 2022 um but it was i think it was written by bill burr um he stars in it so it's it's bill burr um Fuck, I don't know the dude's name, but he was the villain in um, Jumanji 2, like the Jaguar guy. Oh, I don't think I saw Jumanji 2. He's in a bunch of shit. Hold on, let me look up. Doesn't the, matter uh, who he is. You're just going to have to tell me some random character that he was. I don't know who I don't know who any of these people are. There's too many of them. Yeah, and he looks like uh, he looks like the dude that's always in the Adam Sandler movies, like Dante. You know the guy Dante? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like that guy. Um dude, where do you get your weed? His name is Bobby Cannavale. Cannavale? I don't know. Um I have no idea who that is. It says he's known for Oh, he's Ant-Man. He was in um he's the cop. He's the mom's new boyfriend, the mom's new husband in Ant-Man. Oh. Judy he almost looks a little bit like uh Robert Barone too. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, so he's in it. And then the this is an obscure one. Um, Bokeem Woodbine, he was the black guy in Spider-Man Homecoming that had like the super fist. I don't know if you that that's what I mean. That's pretty obscure. It's a weird thing to remember. But he's in it. <laughs> Apparently I'd have to watch that again. Yeah. 
So those are the three like main guys. And I mean, the premise of the movie is exactly what the title is. It's old dads. So obviously like these dudes are in their fifties and, uh, some would argue that that's not old. No, no. Um, not for Al Pacino. That's having a baby at 82 years old. Um, <laughs> so Bill Burr starts out like, you know, he had kids like in his late forties or whatever. And then he does his whole thing. <clears throat> so it's like loosely based on his life, but not really. Right. But it's, it's just kind of like, again, he wrote it. So it, he wrote it loosely based on some of his experiences but it is fucking hilarious. I mean, obviously, right? Because it's Bill Burr, and I think whatever he does is is great. But it's about like these three dudes being like older dads, and like the black guy has like uh, a younger girlfriend now who like wants to get married, but he doesn't want to get married. It's like a whole thing. And then the uh, the dude from Ant Man has a shitty wife that's like wicked fucking hippie like liberal fucking la because that's the other thing they they live in la and they run they used to run this like better in la so they used to run this like company and they sold the company and the guy that comes in to run it is like this young tech guy so it's just like this the juxtaposition of like these three old dudes trying to figure out like how to live in the world today and like how to be a dad and like all this other shit. And it's fucking hilarious because Bill Burr goes to these like school events and in LA, like you have to go to private school because public school in LA is like notoriously fucking like terrible. It's, it's awful. So like his kid goes to this private school and like the principal is this like fucking stuck up bitch. And it's like this whole thing like his interactions with her and then he like him and his wife have to fucking figure out this shit. It's, it's really fucking funny. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. And it was like probably as close to like an old 90 minute comedy that I've seen in a long time. Right. Like it was, you know, I think it was like an hour and 45 minutes and it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, super bad, stepbrothers like that it wasn't like a traditional comedy because there was some serious elements to it but there was a lot of it that was fucking hilarious and just like seeing bill burr navigate you know the world and like dumb people is pretty fucking funny so it's i would i would say if someone like if someone asked me like oh have you seen that i'd be like yeah it's good i would watch it like i would watch it again like if it was you know if it was on TV, right? I know it's a Netflix movie, but if if I if it happened to be on, I would sit down and watch it. <clears throat> so, pretty solid. Uh, old dads on Netflix. If you're out there, you check it out. Uh, all right. So that is going to do it for us. Uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe up above. Hit that button. Uh, click the thumbs up down below. Keep spreading the word. Uh, tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, if you're an audio only guy, you can subscribe still also over there. Uh, and if you happen to use iTunes or Spotify, uh, you can leave us a review and five stars over there. So go do that, please and thank you. Um, <clears throat> you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod or on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks. Website sarcasmspeaks.com. You go to the merch store, buy some of the merch. Uh, and while you're buying shit, you can go to noonbrew.com uh, and use the promo code in the show notes. Again, as I was drinking it before, you can see as I most often do. Um, it's a great sleep tea, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, so yeah, use that promo code in the show notes below and you will get 10% off your order every single time you check out. Uh, also, you can go to mybookie.com, use the promo code SarcasmPod, and they will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. And then lastly, we have the ice pod. Uh, you go to the podcompany.com. Uh, again, use that promo code below and you will get $10 off plus free shipping over there. So you can get a new ice plunge, which, you know, 
if you like foliage and you live in New England, you might not need an ice plunge pretty soon, but you know, you can have one if you want one anyway. So, uh, I think that's it. So until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>